All right, here we go. Another edition of the Inside Fitness Podcast. Today's guest is Jenna Medina. How's it going, Jenna? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've known Jenna for uh, probably, what, five, six years now? Six years, something like that. So, and this is obviously our first time doing a podcast. And at the same time, you're going to be recording this yeah, I just launched a podcast too, so I don't know. We'll see. We might use this one or do another one. Depends on how juicy this gets. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You'll definitely see how uh, I got some tough questions for yeah, you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for making the time to come down and to do this. Obviously, uh, it takes, uh, I've been doing this for a little while and then just kind of getting back into the rhythm of doing it yeah. and then seeing you start your podcast. Obviously, it's it's something, you know, it's really cool, right? It is. You know what? I love it because I feel like, you know, on social, we've all gotten accustomed to filters and, you know, kind of living this fake life in a sense. And I feel like podcast is one of those things. I mean, I know you're filming us right now, but for me, it's like detached from my face. So I feel like I could be a little bit more raw and genuine and people really vibe with that. So I love it. No, it's great. It's great. Yeah. So I usually like to um, start off podcasts with where I met someone or when I met someone. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I got to make sure I look at the camera. So, uh, if I remember correctly, this is going back, you were doing some work with Arsenic, with Arthur. Yeah. And obviously you were doing uh, makeup. Yep. Hair stuff. And you used to come by to the studio, right? And then I yeah, think you'd I feel do like coffee or something like that, donuts. Here. I feel like I was always early. <laughs> That's why I met you because you were always in the office and I was always the first one there because that's just me. I'm crazy with time. And um, yeah, I just remember being early a couple of times and like having the back studio not be open and having to like you would come and open it for me. And I was yeah. a gentleman. I was a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no it was good it was good um that's how i got to know you i mean i think it's really intimidating i think anyone that works for arthur or anyone else knowing that you created inside fitness and you kind of like you did everything initially it's like i never really wanted to bother you (laughs) like i was like okay i'm just gonna not you know i didn't want to be one of those one of those like you know it's nice to have people that follow you and follow your journey and like want to meet you and all that stuff but i i never wanted to be like up in your you know, I mean, we did so many different photo shoots in the studio, yeah. in the office and all that. And yeah, there are some days where obviously I had work to do that. I couldn't really be yeah. back there. Yeah, and, yeah. and yeah, so I'd, you know, pick and choose. But, but I guess it was nice I did me. start to get to know you because when you would come like once hi- Arthur hired me on full time and I was there more often, yep. I would see you and then we yep. would chat. And that's kind of how I got to know you yeah, because absolutely. yeah, you're super chill. You're not as like. <laughs> intimidating yes. as I guess a lot of people probably think you are maybe yeah maybe that was your first impression I always think it's weird but I've heard it before I what about it do you think is weird I, intimidating or something like like I, that people know you or followed your fitness journey and 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 kind of like look up to that and um, I mean you've done a lot like when no, you're looking at North America inside fitness Meg has like well I, th- I think no I actually think it's my look I actually think it's my <laughs> the face that I put on. I just I look what, like you sometimes have, like bitch like, face, but for a man. Yeah, I, I think it just he looks like he's he's. Why is he so pissed? You do look concentrated. A sometimes lot of the time. I know, just I mean sometimes I'm just like standing there and, and people come up to me like hey like are you pissed are you like are you upset? really or they'll think yes maybe because I don't talk a lot at first I certainly like to hear uh, what people have to say 
But yeah, some people will. Uh, well, maybe will it's say just like to totally different than what you put out there. As far as like your magazine, people probably expect you to be out there. Well, right? Like yeah. I would, I would be more suited to own a fitness. <laughs> no I'm joking. Um, but yeah, like I could, I could see that. Um, even for me though, too, I find in new crowds, like I just, I kind of like to observe more than I want to be really. Like, uh, really? Even are though you, are I, you, I are you the quiet, shy type? You know, I'm not. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, so yeah, so let's start. Let's let's talk about you know uh, your history. You you're born you're born in Toronto, mm-hmm. so you grew up. I grew up downtown with, Toronto. East yeah, End. I'm a Torontonian. We almost have to pretend here a little bit that I don't know exactly everything because <laughs> I want everyone to kind of. You kind of don't really know. I, I, know I mean, you learn it. a lot through podcasts. I think that's why I enjoy it so much. Even like yeah. I had Saba. I know you just had Saba, and like. For me, it's really cool to ask these questions that I wouldn't normally ask. And you you do get into depth about how people got into fitness or whatever it is that they're doing, right? Well, people that you know, but then uh, you can ask some questions and, and things that you learn about them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we, I did a podcast with Saba last week and she actually threw a couple things at me that I had no clue about. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was it was yeah, it was interesting. I was mm-hmm. kind of like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, I, was, I wasn't expecting that. Sometimes you just expect it to be the same stuff that you've heard over and over. But that wasn't the case, and uh, let's see what we can get out of you today. Yeah, I was gonna say what I, I wonder what you don't know about me. <laughs> um, okay, so you grew up in Toronto. Uh, I did. Were you always into like were you into fashion, into fitness when you were younger? Like, what was what was your you know grade school? Were you picked on? Give me you something. You know what? Actually, this is probably okay. So I figure skated for years, so it's always very competitive. Um, but you know, like being pretty curvy, I was never someone that was like gonna make it to the Olympics. <laughs> like my jumps were definitely not that high. Did, any, did anyone ever tell you that? <laughs> one when no, younger, you know what? One you know? summer was really funny. I lost like ten pounds, and I went back on the ice, and like my jumps like doubled really? in like height. It was hilarious. Um, no, I just always knew I was never that crazy. It wasn't my passion. A hundred percent. I kind of wanted to do modeling for a while, but I obviously didn't have the height or the, <laughs> or the <laughs> slender. Some of the, some of the things <laughs> you need some for of the modeling. Yeah, me too. I hear you. need for modeling. And then yeah. it was never like really like big. So I couldn't do plus size. Like I was always in the middle. And I used you, to see, you wanted to, <laughs> do you know what's interesting that I don't even know if you know, like I used to read inside fitness magazine before ever even thinking I would ever be into fitness because really? it was the one magazine I felt like I actually learned from like it literally your articles, everything from the minute you guys launched, I loved it. Like, yeah, so it was crazy. So it, it was interesting because when I went to school for makeup, I always loved photo shoot aspects, but never thought I'd actually be doing photo shoots. Yeah. Um, with fashion in makeup, like you'd have to be with an agency like Judy Inc. for years before you could even do makeup on set. So pretty much like the fact that I was doing makeup for photo shoots in fitness was really cool for me because I never even saw any of that coming. Um, and then the fitness aspect was like, I always thought, oh, it'd be so cool to be a fitness model because you don't really have to be a certain height. Um, but I just never thought I could get my body as shredded as I did at one point. So that was really cool. So what made you decide to compete? So I actually dated a bodybuilder when I was like 19 um, who trained me like a man. It was really funny. Like I was benching and stuff. Like I was benching like a good plate at one point. Were you intimidated before you got like getting into the gym and all that? I mean. So no, I I loved. So actually like the first 
I mean, he kind of got me comfortable with the gym, the gym and yeah. with like using the bar and all that. And I understand how that could be really intimidating for a lot of people, which is why like booty mm-hmm. building boxes all at home workouts, because I know that's a huge factor is like being able to like go into a gym, know what to, how to use the machines, know how to do proper form. Like all of that's really tricky um, initially, but. Um, and this is going back. What? So this is um, going back when I was at Sheridan. So, you're so in I was college, actually, I was nineteen twenty. Um, he did one of those. You know the first bot of fame was it fame? Yeah, yeah. So he did a bodybuilding show, and we used to actually go to shows. And I was like, oh, this would be so cool. But I always just thought it was impossible because I was super curvy. And mm-hmm. then pretty much at twenty seven, twenty eight, I had a bucket list for turning thirty, and one of them was to compete in a bodybuilding show. Oh, yeah. So I forced my friend Vula. Yeah, because I had a trainer and he's like, no, I'm not I'm not I don't agree with shows. I'm not going to train you for it. And then my friend Vula, who was shredded all the time and she was a girl. I like I knew she did photo shoots and stuff. So I was like, I want you to train me. And she was like, no, I'm not training. She at the time just had her second kid and was like, not not wanting to do any of that. And I said, well, I know you do photo shoots, so I'll do your hair and makeup for free if you train me for a show. And she said, "Okay." Oh, no, so I trained for nine months for my first show, which was UFE, UFE. in London. Yeah. Oh, London. And what year was that? Oh, geez, Louise. I want to say that's like six, seven years ago. Uh, uh, yeah, I was like 28. Oh, geez, Louise. That's seven years ago. <laughs> 28. Yeah, that's crazy. Old I'm, time get, flies. I'm getting old. And you did a uh, couple of shows, right? I've done five shows. Five? Yeah. So I did UFE. I probably would have, like, they tore me up. They hated me. (laughs) They they did not want you on stage. (laughs) They did not want me on stage. I was, like, way too much for them. They were like, who is this crazy girl? I was, like, a figure skater for my... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, so I probably would have never competed after that first show um, because it was fun. But I was like, yeah, definitely. Like, I came last in one of the categories and knew that, like, my glutes were just never going to cut it for fitness uh, so how would you how were you mentally after that were you upset like, no so i just wanted to do it now and stuff but like some people would be devastated you know to be like get up on stage obviously showing your ass and then you're like okay i did not do well here. to be honest like i just never thought my body would ever be that ripped like with my i was just happy that i looked the part on stage like i had abs i was shri- like And, you know, throughout the whole process was really hard back then because that was before Instagram really launched and people were really doing shows. So a lot of my friends kind of stopped talking to me, didn't understand why I was like not wanting to eat certain things or why I was working out so much. Um, But no, like I was just really proud that I even got on stage. Like I remember, um, do you remember Louise from Monaco Sun? Yeah, I I love her. She was, I went to go tan and I remember the two days before competition i went in there and i was tan i was like i'm so excited and she literally like looked at me like jenna this is so weird most people come in here before a show and they're so depleted and they don't talk and they're moody and i'm like i'm just so excited i get to be on stage (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah it was crazy yeah have you always been this energetic yeah (laughs) you came out of the womb like that yeah pretty much i was like who is this child this is not my child (laughs) I've known, like I said, I've known Jennifer for a while, and uh, you're always in a very positive, uh, and, and you la- you can laugh about the things that, that I mean, are, are I would say sensitive for some people, right? Like, yeah, where does this come from? Well, yeah, like a lot of it, you know. I mean, I get, I, I was always kind of a pushover, so I wasn't always as open to not giving a shit. Um, but yeah, after my dad passed, which was like 
the reason why I competed again after that initial show, which I probably wouldn't have competed mm-hmm. again, but that's kind of how I got into fitness because I needed um, something to just occupy my like mind and put me in a zone. But yeah, after that, I was just kind of, life is short. Like if you don't like me or if I'm not your cup of tea, which I'm not going to be for a lot of people and that's fine. Um, but it's like, I'm just going to do what makes me happy. And if that bothers you and you don't want to be around it, I don't care. Like I'm just over caring about, I find the most negative people are the ones that are just dealing with their own things, right? Like yeah. if you're, if you're happy with your life and you're happy with where things are going or you're trying to improve, then you're going to take to positivity, right? Like life yeah. is short. You see things like I was in ICU. I saw like people my age dying and I was just like, you know what? Like when I survive this and I'm like, past the point of being upset about it or whatever it is i'm just gonna live every day to the fullest and do things that i've always wanted to do and mm. be happy about the fact that i get to do them awesome right Very cool. yeah so how did you get into the whole uh makeup and hair like how did that all transpire oh. so i actually was gonna go to university for theater <laughs> No surprise. <laughs> there we go. For theater acting. Which was great because when I was in high school, I would project so loud that like all my teachers would be like, Jenna, you're the only one that doesn't need a microphone. Um, and then I got bell palsy during my audition. So half oh my, my face went paralyzed. Oh my God. <laughs> so my auditions were really funny. I look like Jean Chrétien. Like it was bad. It How was long, bad. Uh, you, you For got... a week. Thank God my cousin's a doctor and she put me on steroids and it went away. But like... It was bad. It was right during the time during... of all my auditions for university. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, and then I just by accident, like I'd applied to Sheridan for cosmetics and management and pretty much thought that once my auditions all went really bad, that I was going to take a year off and then reapply. And then last minute I got into Sheridan for makeup and one of my girlfriends got in for art, for um, interior design. And I just went, oh, okay, let's go. It's a two year program. Like who cares? Like, let's just yeah. do it together. That's when I lived in Oakville. Um, and then I just, makeup was so easy for me because I was so good with colors and I never said, you know what? I never looked at myself as a makeup artist. Like I was never one of those people like that loved makeup so much. I just had a good eye for it. Yeah. And then I was fast. So yeah, it was weird that I actually did makeup. So how did you start to get paid? Because I mean, there's a lot of people who will be listening and like, okay, how did, how does this transpire? Like, so this was the thing is I actually went to school like for Sheridan, I worked in makeup for a bit. I wasn't liking it because I was doing like sales end. I was managing um, Lise Watier and then being a makeup artist for Lise Watier, which was fun, but not paying the bills. And then I kind of turned into plastic surgery, which is crazy. Like I went from makeup to working as a receptionist at Toronto Cosmetic Clinic and then learning everything to do with like plastic surgery and kind of actually doing makeup there too. I was doing mineral makeup there for... Um, uh, glow minerals and then I was traveling and doing actually camouflage makeup for people that had vitiligo oh, wow. or rosacea um, facelifts scarring all of that and then pretty much what happened is I worked for plastics for like six years and then realized like I wasn't a nurse I wasn't getting the like respect or the pay that I deserved and I just thought well what can I do that I'm good at and make a lot of money doing and I Throughout the time I was working for plastics, I would do random weddings, like makeup for random weddings. And every time I did someone's wedding, they'd be like, you're so good, Jenna. Like, you have to do this. You have to do this. And I thought, how am I going to make a living doing makeup? And then I kind of just said one year, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I hired this... I remember I hired this like web guy and one of our first meetings was like, I had deleted my Facebook. I had no social media before I started my business. Yeah. 
and one of our meeting was like he was like so how many followers do you have and i was like <laughs> what do you mean like i don't i don't even have like social media he's like what do you mean you don't have social media like how do you expect to have a business with no followers and i was like what and he was like yeah like you need that yeah. so he actually did um seo we did all mm -hmm. of that i launched my site glamology.ca uh, I did a lot of free work, which a lot of people don't want to do anymore. And it's like, unless you, unless you want to make it, you have to build a portfolio of some sort. Right. Um, yeah, so I remember yeah. I would like drive to Brampton for one client for like 60 bucks back in the day and just like do it. So I had more portfolio pictures. And yeah. It wasn't always about the dollar. No, it was never about, about the do dollar initially. Um, and then and then, yeah, and then one thing led to another. I was just, like, working. It's all word of mouth. It takes time. Like, it took, like, a good two years until I was. And then Lenny from Hourglass yeah. hired me for Arthur. Said, And I remember Arthur was freaking out because there was 18 people. Yes. 18 or 16. Yeah, sometimes when, we, when there's photo shoots that are being done, they're with a, a group of women or a mixed group. And, and you have to work on a lot of people. No, it was crazy. And I remember him, 18. Um, Lenny calling me, no, there was 16. 16 yeah, I think because sure. I did Elizabeth and her friend at the end, but they weren't part of the shoot. Um, and she had called me and said, we have 16 girls. Can you do 16 girls? I said, yeah, no problem. I just finished doing an Indian wedding where I did eight hair and makeups pretty much on my own. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, makeup is easy. Like hair's harder to do that many people because people want like, you know, hair doesn't always stay in place. Makeup always stays. Um, so then I remember like Arthur freaking out, calling her and then her calling me back and saying, are you sure you don't need somebody else? Like, are you sure? And I said, no, like I, I got this. It's makeup. It's fine. And then I showed up at the shoot. You know, what's interesting. I don't even know if you know this. Arthur had shot me a year before me doing that shoot. Mm -hmm. so the thought of me doing so at this moment where I was like okay I'm approaching 30 I want to launch my own business I want to do a fitness show there was a couple things I wanted to do so I had hired Arthur for a fitness shoot before ever competing to see if that was even something I could do so I did a photo shoot with Arthur yeah a year before I then showed up in his studio doing makeup so mm -hmm. when I showed up he was like I didn't know you did makeup and I was like well I just <laughs> launched my business like blah blah he's like are you sure you're okay doing this? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Don't worry, don't worry. And then we did the shoot. I was like, if not early or on time, he was shocked. Everyone looked good. Elizabeth's friend who was a makeup artist was like, I've never seen a makeup artist do work like this and do it this fast. And then Arthur was like, I'm going to use you. Like, this is amazing. Like, you're fast, right? So that's Yeah, there's something to be said about obviously you need to get things done. done. I mean, when you're on set, Time, time is, is money. money. Yeah, we always <laughs> yeah. say that. You can't go too long. Obviously, you have to give people the time to do, create their magic. And, you know, some people could take a little longer than others, of course, right? Um, I guess there's some, there's obviously a lot of pressure. Yeah, I don't tell people I'm fast because I don't want them to think that I'm just not, like, taking the time and being meticulous and still noticing detail. But I think that's a one reason why I've done well and made money. Because when you're looking at weddings, the more people you do, that's cash in your pocket, right? Yeah. So how much money, how many people can you do at once on a Saturday? There's only so many Saturdays in a month. Yeah. And that was the only way I could make money as an artist. Oh, very cool. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. So now let's get into booty. <laughs> let's get into some booty because oh, you Jesus. love to talk about and love to educate people about Glutes, the, the booty, 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 booty. So, uh, how many years ago? How many years ago when you told me this, you were going to do the the booty box? 
Booty building box. Booty building box. Thanks. <laughs> um, I came to you. You were the first person that ever knew about it after I wrote the program with Megan. Yeah. But I waited. I, I remember the. it was so funny because we had a talk on the phone. I was like, Terry, like, I have this booty building program I want you to read. And I, th- I think initially you, you probably have this all the time. Like the amount of programs yeah. you've seen. I, I get a lot of people who will uh, throw ideas, not necessarily for me to even get involved, but just to say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? And I, I, I'll never really make anyone feel like stupid. I mean, I may say, hey, like, I play devil's advocate. I think that's why people do come to me and, and do ask me about stuff because I would want the same thing. If I'm, hey, what do you think of the shirt? You know, does it look good? You're like, no, that does not look good on you. Same thing with obviously major life decisions. So I do, I do remember you making that call. And, and yeah, I, from what I recall, listen, I, I hear it all the time, and uh, most of the time it's like, oh, you're, you're fucking crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think this is going to probably go. But I did know knowing you and then the idea, especially at that time too, where there is a market. And you kind of, well, you did sell me when you explained to me what you're going to do. Because I think I said, well, what do you mean, you know, booty building box? Like, what, what do you mean exactly? Obviously, everyone wants to talk about their ass and to build it, and it's one of those things that in the magazine, men and women. But when you said the uh, was it endo booty, actor booty. Yeah, when I said I yeah. created booty types, and you're booty like, types. what? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, booty types, because like you know, the initially it was supposed to be body types, but yeah. body types didn't make sense. I didn't want an endomorph, someone who was curvy, to think they had to lose weight if they wanted to build an ass, right? I don't think any person is really one full. I mean, you do have, but we're a lot of us are mixes of of body types, right? Like I, you know, there's some people that have long limbs that also have an ass, right? Like, so everyone's very different. So if we focus on just that one area, how did you get so into this to even go this far? <laughs> this is what I want to know. It's like, you, you like the I don't know, Terry. Are you looking at women constantly and, and looking no, at you know what happened? Because or... my ass was always so bad when I competed. Yeah. I always came last in bikini because yeah. I always had a big ass. I had to bring it in. Right. Yeah. And so what happened is I had to focus so much harder on my own glutes to try to make them tighter lifted toned so when i was training clients my clients were building these unbelievable asses in six weeks like i'm not even joking you i remember being like this is crazy and then i remember also having just like a rush of new set of girls that were coming in going like specifically i want to build a booty or i want to make my booty tighter or i want a side curve or whatever it was and i just like they were responding so fast because i had to work 10 times harder to bring mine in because a i was older than all these fitness girls that were competing but b is like i always had like my genetically my glutes weren't the greatest like i had volume but i was never tight you know what i mean so so it kind of just happened like that. And then when I bought my place, I needed a new form of income. I was like, I don't want to just do like services yeah. all the time. I want to be able to make some money while I'm sitting at home, which is everyone's, I think, dream, right? Um, and then, yeah, and then hiring Megan and then. So you put some moves together. So obviously you have a lot of initiative. You're someone who's, um, I mean, I would say hungry, obviously. You want to do something, right? You're right? I'm always hungry. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know what it is? Is like, I, you know, you see in a lot of the stuff that you see on social is fake, right? And a lot of people like try to make it seem like they have these crazy lifestyles. But then you do see people that succeed. And I always think like if, if you work really, really hard and you're smart about the way that you do things, like anything's possible. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, I think that 
I think there's always a way to to do that. I think it takes time and you have to be consistent. But I'm sure you mu- you must have had uh, some challenges when you started this. And I mean, let's start with the first one. People taking you seriously. Oh, that was a huge one. Right. Because like I said, I, I remember when I had an idea to start a magazine and people look at you like your hair is on fucking fire. Yeah. How was that for you, though? Uh, how was that for me? I mean, when I started to tell some people what I was going to do, yeah, I mean, I remember I had a meeting with my old boss and I told him that and it wasn't the most, uh, uh, the best meeting because he was like, oh, you don't have any money. You can't do this. What do you know about magazines? Yada, yada. You know, it was, it was one of those things where, yeah, people won't believe you. Um, and I think this is one of the key things for anyone who's going to start a business or get involved in any business is you just have to fucking own it. That's a hundred percent. You have yeah. to really believe in it. Cause there's no way you're going to sell something to someone if you don't believe in it yourself. A hundred percent. So that's where the confidence I think comes from. If you actually feel that, you know, when I, when I started the magazine, it wasn't just like, Hey, I want to make money. I want to do things. I think everyone would be lying to you if they said they didn't want to make money. It's just, how am I going to make money? What am I going to do? What am, how am I going to be different you know, than other people? So yeah, it was, it was for me, it was, um, once I owned the idea and then I had the first sale, um, I was like, okay. Well, that's what it is. Like I, I said in one of my podcasts how how freaky it was launching because initially Booty Building Box was supposed to be just a program. It wasn't yeah. supposed to be a box and a I, thing and all I, of that. About that and and then you were yeah. like, this is amazing. You need to do more, which meant so much to me because I was like, okay, if someone who's known the industry, knows programs, knows all these things is saying like, this is a great idea, do more. Well, yeah, let's, let's talk about the program. So how does this work? So there's a quiz. You can take the quiz, which so is how we get a lot of our emails. Website. Go to bootybuildingbox.com. You can there take the quiz um, and then find out what your booty type is. And it's, you know what? It's for everyone. Like you can add it on to your fitness routine. It's only twice a week. Is it all women? No, we have a lot of men that actually do, do you, it. Which do you a lot- actually really do get guys? We do get guys. Um... I mean, initially, like I was going to do more of a unisex type of box. But what happened was, is my web guy at the time was kind of like, you know, you should focus on your market because people are going to research who you are. And if you're a woman like selling to women, it might be a bit more marketable. So do it that way. Um, Initially, like plans are later on, later on, maybe to do more of a unisex so that the men feel a bit more comfortable. But I have a lot of women that do it with their husbands because a lot of men have lower back pain. And this is just retraining people how to train glutes properly. Right. And we all know that the glutes are a huge part of like back, hip, knee, all of that. Right. Like, um, so, so yeah, I do. Um, we also have, um, like we have a combination of people. It's weird because when we first launched, I really thought my target market was like, you know, I don't know, 19 to 35. And then I remember we did this mom show and I had like 55 year old women buying it being like, I can't wait. Like I've always wanted a booty. And I'm just like, what is happening? Like it was, it was crazy. I think it, it appeals to everyone. Glutes are, are good to train for everyone. I mean, Obviously, it's mostly women because of the way yeah, we've marketed course, it. Yeah. But um, but I do think there's going to be a trend because I, I see it in doing what I do. Uh, obviously, guys care about all the body parts and all well, that. Yeah. And I think you're going to get maybe they may not say it out loud. It's like, do you remember back in the day? Maybe you're a little young for this. But when I tackled yoga for men. Oh, my gosh, you did. How was that? Well, 
Now, so many men do yoga. Oh, yeah. Back then, it was thought of as being like a, a female activity. Really? Well, yoga, I'm not saying in my world. You got to remember, too, I was coming more from a bodybuilding background, That's more true. fitness world. In my world, you know, we weren't a yoga magazine or any of that. So we never, and it was Trish Stratus, obviously. When I worked yeah, with yeah, her, yeah. And I had an idea, and I'm like, this is, this is how we're going to do it. And I wasn't going to lie to you. I mean, we had a very attractive, well known, um, yoga yeah you know, expert yeah and if guys are going to listen they're listening to they're going to listen yeah. to her but i also said okay we have to do something pretty cool and i got jonathan chamberg in there and he did yoga with her and then he uh, trained her in some you know, oh that's MMAs. cool He's, yeah john chamberg yeah um, trained a lot of ufc fighters and mm-hmm. fighters so that was my angle on it but that was at a time when it wasn't as it wasn't perceived like it was just something i had to introduce to readers and you're taking a chance right like i'm taking a chance so i put some of the content in there because people could look at you all oh, this guy's he's a fucking idiot like he's what are they picking out what why are they doing this um but yeah i i i thought that was and then now i look at it obviously and it's it's like a no-brainer but i also not to you know really age myself too much but i, I used to work for oxygen magazine and when i started working there was issue number three four and that magazine was serious fitness for women that was when like Madonna had biceps and yeah and people were like oh my god that's that was, gross yeah. how could she do that and that's that's what we're talking about so look fast forward now you know what I mean well like, I think the reason why Booty Building Box does well is because it's taking people away from this idea that you have to lose weight and it's like it's not a weight loss program at all it's really just teaching so I you pretty much the gym like where do you have to go no to it's all at home workouts but it's teaching people the science of fitness so what I've done is I've I took all the things I learned from bodybuilding and I've mass marketed it, which has never really been done. So we talk about what to eat before and after. So you avoid muscle breakdown, you restore glycogen, and then you're feeding the muscle. But we don't really do any other, like we have a food plan if someone wants it, but we're really talking about training smart here. So a lot of people appreciate that more than anything else. And a lot of the wives are like sharing it with their husbands. And when men read the program, they're like, this is amazing. Like this is like, how did you even think of all of this, right? Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I think it's really cool because I do see some things on social media and all that, but uh, the community that you created and the um, support system for everyone too, because I see the comments, I see women supporting each other, starting a business. Hey, I'm sure you had some people going, you know what, let's let's give this a try. Yeah. And then I think from there, I mean, because you don't really know, right? I could say it's a good idea. You could start, could last six months, could last 60 years. Right until you do it, you don't have no idea. Yeah. Did you think it was going to take off as much as it did? Like, how did you know? Because you start a business, yeah, you get some sales. Like, I remember my first, the first issue of Inside Fitness was easier to sell than the second issue because they saw the first one, right? And it was Hmm, interesting. The first one for us, we didn't create it. So, how was it for you? Well, for me, it was kind of crazy because, to be honest, like what was supposed to be like a two month process of creating a booty building program turned into eight months of me then creating a box and like calling China and then creating a funnel and then creating the what's your booty type quiz and all this stuff. And all of a sudden when launch day came, like I had already spent like $35,000. I was like, what just happened? Like what just happened? Um, So I was too focused on like creating this thing that was going to be good enough to sell for a hundred dollars versus if it's even going to sell. Yeah. So when we first launched the first video I did with Alyssa was what's your booty type. And it was just like flashing asses, which yeah. was like <laughs> hilarious. Um, but yeah, what was crazy is we were doing Facebook and Instagram ads and I started selling to like none of it. And like, even to this day, like the places I've sold, it blows my mind. Yeah. 
what keeps me going is the fact that we haven't had one return on the box since we oh, launched. Um, and the results are real. Like this is the thing is like, you know, when you launch something like I knew it would work because I tested it out on my clients, but to have influencers try it before we launch and then have people come up to me and say like, this changed my life. Like, you don't understand. I was about to have surgery or I was about to do this and this actually worked. It was the first program that worked for me. Like, that's what keeps me going. Do you know what I mean? Because people know. It's not always about money. And they know how much time went into it. Like my whole goal was if someone bought it, they read it, they went through all the videos, but they never did the program that they were still satisfied with spending the hundred dollars that they did. Mm -hmm. And that's been what's happened. So it's been really nice to know that people recognize how much my soul went into creating it so that they were truly happy with what they learned, you know? Well, I mean, listen, there's, there's different types of experts out there. You don't have to necessarily have a PhD to be an expert in something if you live it and i mean in your case the one i think you know takeaway here is is you you develop something because of the need that you know for you to better yourself so That's it's, true, it's yeah. personal experience right it's like just being around like you said some people are just born with a great ass you, you know what i mean like you, you could have just no, i'm not I saying i was born right? with volume it was volume, necess- yeah. not necessarily great well but then you're gonna have people who don't have any like yeah what if someone comes and says listen i don't have an ass how do i Well, this is the thing. I I don't even know if you know. One in every 3,000 people are dying of Brazilian butt lifts right now. It's like one of the riskiest cosmetics procedures. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest. I heard there's a lot of, I mean, butt implants. It's one thing. A lot. And this is the thing is like, if we could grow tits, do you think that breast implants would have become as popular as they? Like, you can grow an ass. Well, I remember growing up in the 80s and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, things have transitioned so much. So right? much. So, but I just love the fact. Are... But I love that booty is something that you can build and you can. And the thing is, is like being able to change your body composition and understanding how fitness and food work together as a science is such a like rewarding feeling because you've worked you've worked hard for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like for me, it's more about feeling good in your own skin and defining what your your vision of beauty is and what your vision of strength is whatever size that is you know and that's why i think booty building box does well as well because it's well, just changing the way we're thinking about fitness and I health say too i mean people will see you on social media and, and uh, i think you're obviously very um welcoming you're not intimidating so you're the opposite of uh, really i've heard i've been quite intimidating really well i heard actually I when know. i was competing i was more shredded that like people didn't like Different. that as much but i'm talking like now like when you're, you're online people what if someone messages you on you oh know, i Instagram always message yeah i, I want I just, people I've to feel you work welcome. with a lot of i've seen you work yeah. with a lot of women too and, it, and it's not always easy especially when you're doing the makeup stuff and all that yeah you're dealing with pressure situations i mean it doesn't matter men or women but you're like there's like 10 women here and you have to keep shit like cool or it could really set off you know a situation and i see that about you You have the demeanor to um like i said you're very personable and and, and friendly so uh, i try you know what even with um the boxes i write a personal letter to everyone and i and then i send an email and i say like message me if you have any questions like i want people to feel comfortable coming to me because like as much as no matter how much it grows and no matter like who buys it or whatever it is I want every single person to know that I'm still there for them, no matter like what happens with the company, you know? Oh, that's great. So I got a couple questions. So what, what are the things that motivate you? Oh, geez Louise. 
you know what? I live on my own. I bought my own place. It motivates me to be able to do it on my to own. Pay, I to, know. To, to pay the bills. It, well, just, you know what? I have to say, like, buying my place put a fire under my ass, and that was a huge thing for me. Um, okay, but prior to something, I mean, I'm saying more like, what truly motivates you to do the best, not just making making women feel good. I think a lot of women. It. I think that it's really hard to be confident um, in this day, like especially with social and all the things that go on. And I think that like a lack of confidence is one of the hardest things. Being a woman and feeling good about yourself, no matter what your situation is. And I I do notice that like with the box, with makeup, whatever it is that I've done, I've made women feel good. Um, because I've had moments where I didn't feel good. So I know what that's like. Yeah. Um, so I think that motivates me more than anything. Like when I see moms that like finally feel like they're back to themselves or like whatever it is, it doesn't matter how they look. So once they feel better, that motivates me. Yeah. Very cool. Very mm -hmm. cool. Um, what else? What motivates you? What motivates me? Yeah. You know, I had this discussion the other day uh one of the things that does motivate me is people think i can't do something and i won't lie to you Ooh, right so i mean that's that's, that's yeah that's something you know proving I, people wrong there's a part of me that that i i mean it will motivate me there's another part where i'm a, a perfectionist if i put my name on anything i take it very seriously I, to the point where i get pretty that's when i get nasty so what do you mean nasty? I could get nasty. I will say, because, you know, in the past, I'm, I think I'm a very nice guy to work with. Yeah. But I've had employees or people who will cut some corners. And when you're talking about the quality of the magazine, mm. I'm like, and I'll say, hey, like that, no fucking way. I go, this is, this is my magazine. My name's going on it. Your name's going on it too. Any of the writers, any of, the any of these guys. Guys like Arthur would never cut a fucking corner. He's not going to yeah. be. Sometimes like Arthur, let's just do it. It's like, no, no, no. So I always take it very seriously. Hmm. So that was one thing. As easygoing and as, as nice as I think I can be when it came to work and, and doing the magazine and the quality. And I, you got to remember, doing a Canadian publication, people think of Canadian stuff as being shitty sometimes, especially media, right? Like they thought like, oh, Canadian Well, I think we're just underrated. Like yeah, I, underrated yeah. or it's quality. I'm just talking like media. We're also I mean? very like, conservative in Canada. Like I think both oh. of our brands are pretty out there. And yeah. I think like... Like for me, I know my my brand's main market is the U.S. Like they just like they're a, little, a lot more like accepting to ideas that might not be. It's a, it's different, right? Like yeah, everyone's it's just focusing, different. like I said, on weight loss or this or that. Now you came with something specifically, and I think that's kind of like the future too, right? I mean, obviously the niche and, and where people want to learn. Like, like I said, guys can get into that. I mean, guys. And I, I, in the bodybuilding world, there's guys who obviously work with the glutes and, you know, yeah, I mean, that's there's true. There's a huge develop. market. Yeah. It never used to be. I was talking to someone the other day about, I think it was like you said, Ronnie Coleman was like the first guy to like pull up his posing trunks and show off his glutes, which mm. prior to that, they never, no one really, you look back at the old bodybuilding stuff. Arnold's guys had like full on shorts. Know, yeah. yeah. It wasn't really, wasn't yeah. that. It just, everything I just think, think that just keeps elevated. Yeah. So. So, so, but hold on, like, do you think, and I think that this kind of works, I, I guess this is a little bit more similar than I thought, like the thought of Inside Fitness Meg when you first launch and the thought of Booty Building Box are similar in the sense that they're just both kind of wild ideas for like Canada. Do you think the fact that it was so wild and a lot of people maybe underestimated you drives you consistently? Uh... Yeah, listen, like I said, I had, a, I had a, a bunch of whammies against me. I was not 
wealthy. Most of the guys who get into the magazine world had money. And I was dealing with not like guys who had a couple million. I'm talking about guys who were making millions and millions and millions of dollars. So, and it is a bit of a money game, you know? So for me, I mean, entrepreneurship I in itself, when you have a product, is a money game, right? Like, but it's a start. I mean, once you can acquire, you get your, the ball rolling, then you can invest through certain things. And that was the biggest, that was one of the biggest challenges. In my business, it wasn't, this wasn't something where I had to have money to buy print, to buy, the, like, you know, you had to come up with, with capital mm. somewhere. And I've always been pretty good at, I think, coming up with ideas, you know? Um, I do get this question asked a lot of, of where do you come up with, like, covers and, you know, this this next issue that we're working on, it was a little tricky trying to get some things done. It's never that easy. Uh, and then I think we came up with a really, really... Sometimes I, I have this discussion with some too. It's like if you're forced into the pressure. I, I like pressure. Mm. I don't mm -hmm. mind pressure. I think I work very well under pressure. It's like in it's school when you have something that needs to be done, you just get it done. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I, I work that way. But, I mean, yeah, motivation for me comes in many different forms. Mm. But certainly when someone doesn't think I can do something, yeah, probably a little bit more. I kind of love that, too. I love that. being underestimated. And I am yeah. often with certain things, and it drives me a lot more, yeah. Oh, I started Inside Fitness 2005. I incorporated 2006. There was not uh, – there was a magazine – that was actually, and I was trying to distribute, I was distributing magazine through GNC, but there was a competitive magazine called Beyond Fitness that was actually controlled by GNC. So I was competing against GNC, which GNC, is kind of huge. Some, yeah, like another initially. guy, not GNC, but another guy was using them for distribution. So that was a, a um, there wasn't much out there. They went away, and then a lot of guys started to like, oh, this, this magazine looks like it's doing well. And and you know you start to get these imitators to get people who want to copy what you're going to do oh yeah i mean it's fucking great go ahead because my my it's whole thing well i mean it forces you to do more you know what i mean competition is not a bad thing um but yeah i think i was just at such a level that i expect more and i was getting more and the magazine's been getting better design wise and quality wise yeah I, we put a lot of focus and time into it and i'll never let that go i'm not as uh um certain things I pick my battles. So wait, so if you didn't have the capital, just I, similar to me, like I didn't really have them. I don't even know how I came up with the pre-launch of that, but yeah. that's the reason why I did Dragon's Den after that because I had no money to market it, right? Like you're yeah. just like, so if you didn't have the capital like you're like most people do when they start a magazine, how did you do it? Well, okay, there was one part of it where the Canadian magazine, I had a Jeff, Nutrition Excellence, he was – basically that side of it Jeff had started okay. yeah like he was a big part of of the Canadian version the international version I was doing okay. my, on my own through Sportica so you get people who will help you right like he's that was certainly because I wasn't actually doing it as the Canadian magazine I started there was two versions it was the international version because I was distributing it all over the world through a, an export company and then Jeff was like hey you should do the Canadian one I'm like hey well, let's you know do this and he had companies that he distributes in uh, obviously their, their product. So we got them all together. So it's kind of like, you know, and then Jeff being Jeff, being a great guy, saw there was potential and actually said, well, you know, this is going to be, and I'll give him a lot of credit because it was, he wasn't just saying, okay, I'm going to help put Terry in business and to benefit myself, which he was obviously going to benefit because it's going to help promote it. But it, we also, and I said, like, I have to have other, your competitors in there. Like there's got to be people who compete against what you do. And, and he was receptive to it and understood. 
and it started oh, to grow cool. from there because that was one of the things. It wasn't yeah. enough people under his umbrella to just well, that's how you, keep you going, right? You get the magazine going is by all the people that. But okay, so that was one part of it, and then the other part is, you have to like you know people have these stories, but yeah, credit cards and like just going balls deep into <laughs> credit finance. lines and yeah. Well, sometimes you're it's hard. Have to, yeah, you're have to just do things that you're maybe not comfortable with. Yeah. And uh, I think actually one of the trickiest parts is when I worked at Muscle Mag for many years, it wasn't like this at the end, but they used to actually pay us weekly, which was pretty crazy. Oh. And then, yeah, we're getting paid every two weeks. But then, yeah, when you start a business, uh, you don't get paid for five months. Yeah. And then if you get a big check in at once, you know, I mean, you don't want to blow it all, obviously, so you have to manage it. And then, yeah, like I said, the, the finance part of it, it's always, you know, um, the cash flow. And then, yeah, the magazine world, you have to keep investing and in, in, so yeah, for me it was it was um, it was tricky. And it took years to build, and this is going back two thousand eight when we started to do well, and then the the market crash. You couldn't get credit lines. Oh. That was a difficult one. You know, it was like it so was kind of weird. So what kept you going though at moments when you felt like maybe you didn't? Oh, I tell you because the people just like you, the people, people yeah. who if no one was buying it, yeah, like that's the thing, right? People say, "Oh, print is dead, print is dead." I'm like, okay, uh, it's changed a lot. Debt is, is, you know, I could say, well, well, when TV started, did radio die? No. Yeah, well, same with books. I love books, and I buy yeah. books all the time, and I still buy magazines. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and I wouldn't believe the shit. A lot of guys who are selling People want space, tangible. Well, just look at Instagram. Like, I, it's great. There's, there's value there. Go and spend the money. You'll spend more money on Facebook and Instagram than you are going to do in print. And in print, in my mind, there's, there's credibility. Well, here's the other thing, too. There's a lot of credibility in this. Yeah. You're not going to publish anything that's just bullshit. Yeah. Because financially, I would be out of business. Yeah. You, you wouldn't buy the magazine. Well, it's quality, right? Like, if yeah. if if I didn't take so long and yeah, think so. things through. And I, I think that's, like, what surpasses everything else it's like and exactly like the same thing oh sorry for Take once i'm not for once i'm yeah. not loud enough <laughs> yeah exactly um no but i i mean like when i first launched too there was a company in the states that had launched the booty box and like kind of copied what i was yeah, doing initially but but i could see it going down like the comments were going down like they didn't put the amount of time and effort and quality into well, their product that I did just like you do with the magazine, which is why the person, the people behind it. And I think yeah. nowadays that's the advantage of social media. And that's why I decided I was always a very private person because I just don't like to be out there, but which you is know, so weird because <laughs> your work is out there all the time. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's easier for me. So that's why I respect, you know, fitness people and bodybuilders are physically putting themselves out there. Yeah. I'm talking about a magazine. So I could say it's the fucking best ever. I'm not talking about me. I'm yeah. A magazine. That's it's true. Good. Actually, and I didn't want to be the face of my brand for a while. I mean, no. now I've just had to, but yeah, eventually I don't care if I'm not, you well, know, it'll, it'll grow into something. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not the face of the magazine. I'm just a guy who's helping put it all together. And there's a lot of people, right? And yeah. Same thing. You're building a community. A hundred percent. So the, the, the thing to take pride in here is, I mean, we've created millions and millions of dollars for the economy, put people to work. Yeah. Uh, shit. There's all kinds of things. When yeah. you're selling products and you're making things happen. Yeah. It's not just you. It's, 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 oh, it's everyone, everyone, it's right? everyone, so I, I even like it's... with creating it and stuff, like as much as you're, you're the one putting the risk out there, right? Like, so yeah. you're the one putting yourself on the line. You're the one that's, you know, doing this crazy idea when everyone thinks it's like nuts, but at the end of the day, it's a collaboration yeah. of all these things. And, and it I, just, I think, it yeah, all puts, I mean, you know, there's businesses where, I mean, there's necessities, you know, you need certain things, water and bread and all this stuff. And there's other stuff where it's like entertainment or 
things to help improve people's lives and, and everyone together. And this is why I take a lot of pride in being Canadian. That was one thing too. I mean, for us, it's like a lot of people want you to be other things. And if you could stick to your roots, I've seen a lot of magazine guys change their fucking tune. As convenient as it, they could, oh, we're American, we're this, we're Canadian. Like you know, really? a, a lot of yeah, a lot of different guys would sell whatever. When it comes to sales, they'll they'll be conveniently be whatever they that customer wants them to be. Oh, where I stuck with here. Remember, Canadian roots was not easy because people were like, well, we want American stuff. But I stuck to it, and, and I think like I would stick to it. Help, yeah, yeah. Help. I mean, Dragonstone was huge for me. Just like that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really cool. And like honestly, um, how did we miss that? Was one of the bigger things too, because that got you out there. I mean, it, I mean, I did it really like initially. I thought I needed investment just because I had spent so much launching, and then yeah. I was like, oh, how am I going to do this? Because then you realize, no matter how good your product is, if you don't have money to like push your product. Yeah on ads and whatever like it doesn't matter how good it is right mm. so initially i thought that and then and then when i went in and and the way that it, i loved the way it worked out i was so happy i didn't get a deal you didn't get and a it deal? was the, yeah. the best pr i mean michelle slapped my ass <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> and they were like i saw michelle a couple months after and she was like that was one of the funnest episodes we've ever filmed so like wow. it was fun and i just thought you know what I got to sell this and it's going to be fun. And, and I did. And like, literally like it was an amazing, I mean, if you saw what it was off, off the film, like when she sat my ass, I had no idea it was coming. I was shocked. Like literally yeah. the whole studio probably went quiet. It was like, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. And then I did the whole, like, we're going to bake it rest rides. Oh yeah. It was really funny. Yeah. It was great. So yeah, I don't think I'll ever like not represent Canada in the sense like that was amazing yeah, for me and that you're was you're working huge. with people like I said. I mean, yeah, Canada's awesome. I mean, it's definitely like they're a little bit conservative Lots. for my brand, but, well, but they're amazing. Well, you never know though. I mean, can grow. No, too, I've had right? so much like, support in Toronto and in Canada, BC, all over. Like, yeah, well, it's I mean, been listen, great. the booty game. Like, there's a lot of these businesses that were created. I think there's going to be more and more, and I actually think my prediction is going to be more men. That's going to be my prediction. Oh, interesting. Or, or take that little nugget away and to see what happens. Well, I yeah. Think the, I think you can get, I just really do think you get them and you're right because if coming from women, especially if you have women telling guys, hey, you know what, you need to work on that ass. Yeah. I, it's I, like, I mean it's that, the lower back pain right? for most men because most men don't online. do any glutes. I see guys doing this. Yeah. I see guys doing the exercise and, and doing those types of things. Did, did we just go out of time? <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know what, Jenna? We actually went a lot further. Oh, geez, like Louise. We're almost at an yeah. hour. But yeah, I, I appreciate you uh, coming in and, and making the time and talking. We could obviously talk for hours. Here. Yeah. What's up next for you? Well, yeah, I just yes, invested yeah. in a PR firm in the States to get booty building box to the next Ooh, level. Yeah, because wow. I just, I don't think, I don't have the amount of equity it takes to to keep on like scaling up yeah. on my own uh so partnership which would be great and i'm willing to for once give equity away in my business because i still own 100 percent of it which is nice yeah. um so hopefully that's next and then after that i don't know i always talk about how i'd want to do a food show called hashtag feeding the booty <laughs> so it would be like, i love food and i love working out and i i think that like the lifestyle of booty building box is is realistic and it feels good you know it's like you're not eating poorly but you're still indulging in whatever you want but then you're also working out really hard and it's like a yeah. obtainable lifestyle so awesome. yeah we'll see all we'll right. see what kind of food food stuff i do afterwards but yeah perfect all right Jan. thank you very much thanks for, for having me that was okay. awesome